all is ticked. There you are. All right, all right. We'll, we'll hear more of that a little bit later. Kind of a musical booby prize, don't you think, Ibrahim? I mean... I would love to hear that music. If I was on one of those kids on the court, <laughs> really? I would love it. So it's just by virtue of winning that you want to hear that song. I would, I would swim in it. Otherwise, it's like on the blackboard with the well, fingernails, right? There's, 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 some, there's some tradition that's associated with it. So I do respect that. It's a little cheesy, but I could, you know. A I little like cheesy? It. We're going to explore <laughs> the cheesy tradition of sports music in just a moment with the John Solomon who's going to join us uh, in, in just a moment. But Ibrahim Abdul-Mateen, let's uh, take a look at the basketball. We've got... Really interesting and very surprising challenges on both the men's and women's side. Let's listen, first of all, to the women's tournament. It's given us the big news of the year. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish have done what no team other than Stanford has been able to do over the last three basketball seasons, take down the University of Connecticut and end the Huskies' chances at a three-peat for the national title. That's Trey Wingo from ESPN. So, you know, UConn out and Stanford out too. So which is great. And everyone, you know, there's a lot of energy focused on the the number one seeds, number one seeds, number one seeds. But except the people that have to play these number one seeds, like Notre Dame, that have played them three times in the year. So Notre Dame played UConn three times this season. But you learn. You can't beat a team four times in a row in one season. I don't care how good that team is. The dragon will be slayed. And Skylar Diggins from from Notre Dame outplayed Maya Moore. So Notre mm-hmm. Dame versus Texas A&M, does this show the depth of women's talent in the NCAA at this point? Or is there something about these schools? I think it's a great point that you make, that it shows that the the women's basketball has probably finally matured beyond just the one big team and the one big program. So I think this is going to be a – this is one for the ages for the women's game. You're right. Really, really positive. All right, so how about uh, UConn versus Butler? UConn has the men's – Final to worry about. Yes. <laughs> they, so they, they don't they, they don't get the booby pies completely. That's the music a little bit later on. But uh, tell me about the UConn versus Butler. Butler won, it seems to me, because they shut down the three points of uh, uh, VCU. I think you're right about that. And Butler plays incredibly good defense. And Coach Brad Stevens is a, is a, a, a strategist. He's a ta- tactician on the court. And he gets his players in the right position all the time for the Butler coach. Now, on the flip side, the UConn team is led by a bunch of young people, but they're a bunch of young athletic players. And there's this one. Um, this uh, um, extremely dangerous Kemba Walker, yeah. the kid from the Bronx. You, you've been, like, mantraing. Walker's name Kemba for the Walker, last two weeks. Yeah, yeah Kemba Walker is frightening. I just have to say, if you're playing against Kemba Walker, if he has the ball at the end of the game and it's down to the last couple points, that is extremely you're scary. Lose. Yeah, I, I think it's dangerous. <laughs> All right, we don't know, but let's just imagine. Kemba, you just won the NCAA final. <laughs> Oh. A moment so great, a song so bad. Let's bring John Solomon in. He, he's uh, somebody who we talk to about bad Christmas music, but he also happens to be a college basketball journalist for PrincetonBasketball.com and a DJ at WPRB in Princeton. John, come on in here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back, guys. And uh, thanks for suggesting that we really need to, to torture people with this song <laughs> twice in one morning. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, why? Why this song going with such a moment that has such drama and importance in uh, collegiate sports? Well, it's not, as you were saying, a a good song per se, but I don't think that's why people love it. It's sort of like the theme to a much-adored 80s sitcom. (laughs) And before, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, before Highlights on Demand, this was the only way to see all the 
best moments and the visuals from the entire NCAA tournament. One thing that I think is really endearing about the song, in a way, is it's painfully literal. Like the line about the wind in your face is <laughs> almost always cut to a block shot. The horn solo is almost always cut to an image of the pep band in the stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's that kind of cheesy editing that goes with the cheesy music. All right, uh, Celeste Ibrahim, sit tight. We're going to play some songs here. Oh, Pipe God. in whenever you want here. I mean, I, when I think sports music, I got the Fox theme in my head. These things are made to take over your brain. Tell me about this one, Heart of a Champion. That's going to be in my brain the rest of the day. John Solomon, good or bad? Well, I think one thing that I really like about it is it it takes the 1990s NBA theme song from NBC, Round Ball Rock, and samples that. (laughs) Who knows the titles of these? John Solomon does. And uh, as someone who spends a lot of time in basketball gyms across the nation, here's the same sort of songs again and again and again. This one actually has something tangentially to do with sports all right let's try uh, this next song nets are back we got something for you to kiss so do it do it do it do it do it now they're too now this is the genre of a kind of a cover song right yeah this takes a so dirty you'd be instantly fined by the fcc song by kia called my neck my back and attempts to they tried to turn it into a theme for the 2002 nba finals and, and the uh, Nets haven't been the same since, I guess. Yeah, despite the power and grace of that song, the, the <laughs> Lakers swept the Nets four games to nothing. All right. Now, guys, uh, John Solomon insists, okay, that uh, this next track is an awesomely bad sports song. Uh, Chocolate Strawberry. Yeah. My name is Dale. I'm a baseball player. That's, that's really Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, they wisely wait two minutes and 12 seconds for Daryl Strawberry's first verse on that song. But he's accompanied by UTFO, who uh, do most of the heavy lifting. He probably just showed up late for the, uh, for the recording <laughs> session, right? Let's get this last one here. This is also for the New York Mets. Um, you know, instead of the word mesmerized, we have get mesmerized. Uh-huh. I made the move, it feels just right. I've been mesmerized, I see the light. My name is Hojo, I'm here to say, oh. our team is going all the way. With well, power, they did all right in 86, though. Yeah, well, after the Super Bowl shuffle, everyone had to do a song like this, and some teams thankfully used lip syncing, but... Uh, not the Mets. So, John Solomon, what is the significance of the 25th anniversary of, you know, the, the shining, One Shining Moment song? Well, I know this year they're going back to the Luther Vandross version after Jennifer Hudson's much maligned 2010 take. And I know my inbox and Twitter feed erupted in joy. People seem to love that version most of all. So after Good the game move. tonight, you'll hear Luther. Oh, I, I do Dream. have one. Quickly. Um, <laughs> this is... It proves that sports stars are not very cool. They're actually extremely corny. They corny. Are. Sports is corny. That's good. That's a good Most takeaway. John Solomon, corny. college basketball journalist for PrincetonBasketball.com. Ibrahim Abdul-Mateen. I'm John Hockenberry. And I'm Celeste Headley. This is The Takeaway. One great shining moment. Oh, please. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. 
In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.